When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily. Available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. They're very, very explosive offensively. they got a good return game. They've got uh, really fast receivers, athletes, runners. Defensively, they're a team that takes the ball away. They've done a great job in the red zone as far as uh, turnovers in the red zone, and uh, they've amped their blitzing up the last few weeks, and so uh, we're going to have to play really well uh, on the road to win. Head coach Mike Zimmer there giving his breakdown of the Kansas City Chiefs. Matthew Collar, Brian Murphy here on Purple Daily. We welcome in our friend Eric Eager. This is big for you, Eric. Kansas City and Minnesota, I will send you a picture, because we're not supposed to tweet out a credential, but I'll send you a picture of how great it is with the old helmets and the Vikings matching up against the Chiefs. Like This is an awesome matchup. Absolutely. You know, uh, a rematch of Super Bowl four, the, the, the only time the Minnesota Vikings have been NFL champions. Uh, they somehow didn't uh, get the Super Bowl, but, uh, yeah, a great matchup between two, uh, you know, storied franchises in the NFL. And not only that, but at Arrowhead Stadium, I just, I don't know, it, maybe I, I'm hoping it rains, so it's just muddy <laughs> and anything else. So we were talking earlier, uh, before you came on just about, which one of these teams has a better shot to go to the Super Bowl or to win the Super Bowl? And if you're making the case for the Vikings, I think it starts with talking about the Patriots being the biggest roadblock for Kansas City. To say the Vikings have a better chance, you sort of have to say, well, the Patriots are going to be there and Kansas City's probably going to have to go on the road. But uh, as far as the Vikings' chances... How much have they jumped over these last four weeks with outstanding offensive performances by the Vikings? Uh, a lot, man. You know, in terms of you know what predictably wins in the NFL, I mean, the Vikings could not have done a better job uh, over the last you know four weeks in terms of taking an offense that was very much a, a running game and you know relying on a defense. Two things that aren't particularly predictive, aren't particularly stable. Uh, and turning it into a, hey, let's uh, accentuate the best thing our offense has to, has to offer, which is the receivers uh, and the running back out of the backfield as a receiver. Uh, you know, they move themselves not only in the standings, uh, you know, uh, in the right direction, but also fundamentally. They're doing things that win football games now, uh, and it's shown uh, through, you know, the, the month of October. Uh, all this, Eric, all this uh, intrigue and subterfuge and, and, uh, talk about whether or not Mahomes is going to play on Sunday. Is it all just part of the uh, 
we're not going to let you have any edge whatsoever. You're going to have to prepare for two quarterbacks, or do you really think there's a chance he'll be out there? Well, I, you know, there were there were some chatter that he would play last week, and, and I know that that never materialized. Um, but you know, he does, as Matthew tweeted out, he doesn't look great out there running around. But you know, reports are that his his knee didn't sustain any sort of like. Uh, substantial damage other than the fact that it's loose from being dislocated. Uh, I do think there is a chance that he'll play. The interesting thing, though, is from the perspective of the playoff or sort of leverage condition, this isn't a huge game for Kansas City. It's outside of the AFC, which they're not going to get into many tiebreaker situations, but the difference in their playoff probability between a win and a loss is only 9%, whereas if you turn that on Minnesota, it's 14%. So this is a much bigger game in many ways for Minnesota um, than it is for Kansas City. The AFC basically already knows which five of the six teams are going to be in the playoffs. Um, and so I don't think we see Mahomes simply because, you know, for them falling to five and four and four straight losses at Arrowhead is actually not as big of a deal uh, as, you know, injuring Mahomes would be. Talking with Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus, Matthew Collar, Brian Murphy. So I mentioned that Matt Moore can be pretty good, and Brian scoffed. So I want you to tell me what we should think of this wonderful journeyman, Matt Moore, who has been a backup for such an incredibly long time. Like You could have easily forgotten that Matt Moore was still playing football. He just came back in August, or that he had been the backup in Miami for such a long time because he really only got a handful of starts there. So... What did last week against Green Bay tell you about how he can play against the Vikings? Yeah, I mean, as somebody, so, you know, I, I've made an effort to go to Chiefs games in the past. The first ever Chiefs game, Chiefs game I went to was a 31-3 loss at the hands of Matt Moore and the Dolphins in 2011. So I know how good Matt Moore can be. In fact, in that season, he, had a, he basically earned his team 1.4 wins above replacement. Uh, after taking over the job from another Chiefs backup, Chad Henney. <laughs> and, uh, Amazing. So he, you know, he's, he's been like a pretty solid backup quarterback in the NFL. If you remember, he started a playoff game in 2016 for the Miami Dolphins. He actually, you know, accounted himself pretty well in that game. Um, and then last weekend, the Chiefs on early downs ran play action half of the time, right? So they deceived, uh, you know, they used deception. Uh, honestly, they're a shady McCoy fumble uh, as he held it like a loaf of bread while running between the tackles. Uh, away from, you know, probably at least putting that game in overtime, maybe winning it. So he can be very good. And, and you know, I think when people look at the betting market, they actually made a, a basically an eight-point adjustment for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and it ended up, you know, probably not being, you know, it probably ended up being too big um, because I think Matt Moore in that offense with Andy Reid is much closer to the 1.5 wins above replacement player that he was uh, with the Dolphins even in the later stage of his career, than the zero wins above replacement player that he would sort of imply having come off straight off of uh, the street uh, prior to week one. So, Eric, uh, Andy Dalton turned 32 on Tuesday, uh, the same day his boss, uh, Zach Taylor, decided to switch uh, to rookie Ryan Finley. So uh, the 0-8 Bengals can can look to the future. Wait, does it matter to you that it was on his birthday? I was like, I mean, my thought when people reported that was talking point. he's not 12. It's it's still a conversation piece. It doesn't matter. I'm just trying to ask a question here, and you're stepping all over it. But when do birthdays start becoming like, who cares? (sighs) I think like... 22. At any rate, Eric, I'm sorry you have to hear all of this. Uh, your time is valuable as well. Um, 
Sure, uh, you know, he, Dalton came out today and said, of course, he's disappointed and, and he's going to do everything he can as a teammate to stand in there. He doesn't agree with the decision. At, and at the very least thing the Bengals could have done is announced it maybe a day before the trade deadline as opposed to an hour or two before the trade deadline because maybe some other teams might have been interested. Would some other teams have been interested in, in Andy Dalton, you think? Yeah, I think fundamentally Dalton played pretty well last season. He didn't have a whole lot of help. Um, you know, Marvin Lewis was sort of on the way, um, uh, on the way out and, and he hasn't a whole lot of help here. If you look at just like, even you look at teams in their first, you know, 15 plays, uh, the Vikings, Chiefs, Packers, Ravens, some teams that you would expect to be good are good. The two teams that are, in my opinion, the, you know, by the numbers opinion, the worst are the Bengals and the Jets. Now, if your offense is in any sort of like graph and you're sitting next to the Jets, um, you're not doing a great job. And I know Dalton sort of deserves some of the blame for that, but he's without his best receiver. I mean, like A.J. Green's one of the better receivers of his generation. Um, you know, Tyler Eifert can never stay healthy. Their offensive line, they're on their third line. Like Andre Smith couldn't cut it for the Vikings three years ago, and he was their starting left tackle for the first few games. So, like, I think there's a lot there there that, you know, I don't think Dalton's great, but he could certainly help a team like the Bears. Uh, he, you know, um, I – he could help a team like the Steelers, frankly, although the Bengals probably never trade him to the Steelers. Like, he could have helped the team. The problem is, is in the NFL right now, there isn't a whole lot of those middling teams with bad quarterbacks. It's more of a team that's, you know, more or less in the tank uh, versus teams that are pretty good. Um, you know, and, you know, I don't think Mahomes is going to be out very long, so I don't think the Chiefs would have wanted him either. So it was just kind of a, a bad beat for, for uh, Andy Dalton for this to be the year he lost the, the Bengals' starting job. Eric, speaking of quarterback carousel, it's kind of wild how much different could be next year at the quarterback position after going into this year feeling like a lot of positions were filled and there weren't a lot of spaces for quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater is the most obvious candidate for teams to chase after. There was a report from Bleacher Report today that he's going to make somewhere between 20 and $30 million a year after going 5-0 and and showing that there's a lot of old Teddy um, there. Where do you think is the best fit? Like, How should Teddy approach this? Should he say, you know what, I'm going to stay with New Orleans no matter what. I'm going to be their future quarterback even if Breeze says one more year. Should he go to the Chicago Bears if they move on from Mitch Trubisky? Like, wh- Where do you think that uh, he ends up and how, how do you think this plays out? Yeah, the tough part I think is, it, you know, is we don't even know how many places are going to be available. So like, um, you know, Tennessee very well could go with Ryan Tannehill next year. Um, even though, you know, he, he's shown nothing as a starter in the NFL. Um, they are very, a, a very Patriots like organization in terms of the head coach, um, with Rabel. Um, but the, the, you know, where I could see him going is obviously staying in New Orleans. Um, but also like a team like New England might be a team where, you know, there's been some rumors that Brady might retire. He might move on. Um, and can you imagine him in that offense? I think he would be a, you know, uh, tailor made there. There's still, of course, the chance that Breeze retires. And, and I think if you're, you know, a Teddy fan as, as we are, maybe that's the best situation where, you know, Breeze and, and the Saints win the Super Bowl this season and Breeze decides to hang him up and then Teddy. Uh, assumes that role. I think that's probably the most likely situation that he eventually ends up in New Orleans. But unlike last season, as you said, there are a lot of spots that might entice him away from uh, uh, from the big, you know, from down south. Uh, sticking with the quarterback theme, uh, you may have seen this already. It probably happened in the last hour or so. If you haven't, out of Cleveland, Baker Mayfield uh, lost his cool a bit in his weekly scrum when a uh, writer was asking him about a failed two-minute drive in their loss at New England. He kind of sniped at him and, and then stormed away from the podium. 
Uh, you know, Mayfield, look, he's got NFL leading 12 interceptions. The Browns, two and five, are, are crumbling under heightened expectations. How much is, does he need to be wearing this? And, and wh- where have you guys evaluated him so far this season? Well, the, the issue with Mayfield is that he's not the biggest problem in Cleveland. I mean, uh, you know, the, the offensive line has been, you know, they, they drafted a guy in the second round last year that they ended up having to trade to L.A. Um, you know, at left tackle, they still haven't replaced Joe Thomas. Uh, and there's been a, quite a bit of drops for him. So as far as our grades are concerned, he's not grading as well as he normally would. Um, but he's not, you know, in the bottom half of the league in terms of, uh, in terms of PFF grade. Um, Freddie Kitchens, you know, you, you, the, the, there was a comedy of errors last week from them taking a delay a game on, on, in punt formation just so that they could put their offense back on the field. There's kicking field goals after taking delay. Of, it, it, there's so many things that Freddie Kitchens, I think, is overwhelmed in doing right now. Um, their schedule is one of the toughest in the league through the first uh, for the first eight weeks of the season. So there's a lot going against Mayfield, and at the same time, he should be conducting himself better, I think. And so, um, you know, that that's really the tough one is is I don't think it's all Mayfield here, but sometimes you know that doesn't matter. Sometimes you know the great quarterbacks, as you talk about with, with you know the, the great human beings at the position, like the Bridgewaters and the the Bradys and the um, Mahomes is the world. They overcome these things, and and for for Mayfield to really be deserving of the number one overall pick in 2018, I, I think I think he has to start overcoming the the situation around him, which is admittedly not great. Yeah, and I always wonder if somebody like this who shows you who they are in college as a person is ever going to be able to change the stripes. We have not seen Jameis Winston really be able to change those stripes. We didn't see it right. with Johnny Manziel. It's like, well, you know, they're adults by the time they're seniors in college, and if they can't conduct themselves in sort of a professional manner by then, what makes you think they're going to be better when the pressure is doubled or tripled and the competition is much, much harder and much more stiff uh, in comparison to Oklahoma having five NFL offensive linemen and NFL receivers and people wide open and five seconds in the pocket. So I I have been a questioner of uh, Baker Mayfield the entire time because the personality part is, uh, is huge. Um, Eric, before we let you go, I want you to give me your favorite Chiefs like decade. Give me your, your like recent since, say, 1990, since Marty Schottenheimer joined them in 89. What has been your yep. favorite? Because they have been relevant like two decades. that entire time. No, it is not. I mean, okay, it's two decades. All right, let's whatever. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's yeah, three yeah. decades. Well, there. What what math course did you take coming into today? That would be thirty years. All right, last thirty. You make it years, sound like there's a wide swath here. There of is options. that there's a lot of things have happened in thirty years of football, Murph. My gosh. Once a week, you I'm come just in stepping here. Stepping on your question. I'm just following up. <laughs> All right, Eric, you can answer the question now, Murph. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think the 1990s, they're very much like the Vikings, where they've been relevant but not championship caliber for probably the last 30 years. Um, the 2000s were a little rough for them, um, but they very much have mirrored Minnesota. Um, my favorite decade, though, and, and my favorite decade has to be the 90s with Schottenheimer, just because of the sheer like post 49ers quarterbacks that they, they trotted out there um, <laughs> yes. with, you know, Steve DeBerg, Elvis Gerback, uh, Gerback. Bill Montana, Steve Bono. Uh, so they were, that was an awesome. And then they had like these linemen, like Dan Saliamua, who would like randomly pick up these fumbles. They were something <laughs> like plus 150 in the turnover ratio in that decade. It was literally the biggest outlier I've ever seen. And, you know, 
Um, and then what was also cool is that Gunther Cunningham was their head coach for a couple of years. He ended up being one of our first post NFL employees at PFF. So just a little bit there. I will say just to, to not answer your question though, the 1986 Chiefs are my favorite team for the Chiefs because they were a team that went 10 and six, despite the fact that their quarterback, uh, you know, despite the fact that they needed eight, like eight to 10 defensive and special teams touchdowns that year, they were the worst team, I think, in the AFC in the 80s to make the playoffs. Uh, and I Steve believe Steve Kinney, their like quarterback. Eight. Yes, they blocked like eight <laughs> yeah. punts. I think Albert Lewis blocked eight punts that year, or something like that. It was amazing. Uh, that's like probably has to be the next one on your YouTube list, caller. That is uh, that is incredible. And I was looking at their numbers, and they're just not even good at all. Like they were twenty eighth in yeah. offensive yards, and they right. went ten and six. Um, the running back era of the nineties is why the 90s would be my favorite for the Chiefs, to have Barry Word, Christian Okoye, then followed by oh, Marcus yeah. Allen. like And uh, Kim, Kimball Nightmare. Anders also mixed in there. Greg Hill. Like the, Greg Hill. They were, they were so yeah. great at Marty Ball. Handoff on first and second down, throw on third with uh, Joe Montana, whatever was left of him. Uh, that was It was great. And Montana would just have these flashes, like the game against John Elway was a, maybe a Sunday night game or Monday night game. It was classic. They went back and forth, and Montana leads a game-winning drive at the end. It's like, oh, there's, just, there's only like that small percentage left of the old Joe Montana, but look, we just saw it. Uh, that was a great era for them. They were, they were very Vikings-like in their ability to make the playoffs with random quarterbacks like <laughs> Rich Gannon and... Uh, uh, Dave Craig, uh, the Vikings were, you know, the Vikings would always make the playoffs with a different quarterback every year and the chiefs followed suit as well. So I don't, I, I I don't remember what year it was in the mid nineties. They were like 14 and two. It might've been the 13 and three year. They hosted the Colts on a bitterly cold day. They lost to Jim Harbaugh Harbaugh at home. (laughs) That was ridiculous. Lynn Elliott missed like three field goals beneath 40 yards or something in that game. It was it. it the, the Indianapolis Colts have had the Chiefs number in the playoffs until last year. Well, a field goal kicker having trouble in the playoffs, that's very different from the Vikings history. So, uh, that's where, especially in the cold. That's where they change. The Spider-Man, Spider-Man meme this week for the Vikings. Uh, Eric Eager, always great to have you on. I know this uh, matchup excites you, whether it's Matt Moore or Patrick Mahomes. So uh, enjoy it, my friend. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, thanks for hanging Uh, in there with us. uh, Every week we have someone from Pro Football Focus hang in there through uh, you (laughs) trying to tank the interview. Um, At PFF underscore Eric. You had to mention it was Andy Dalton's birthday. Like, where the hell did that come from? How'd you know it was Andy Dalton's birthday? Did you look it up? No, I just read the story that it was talking about him being disappointed today. They mentioned in the story that it's his birthday? Well, if you're demoted as a nine-year veteran on your birthday, it's it's worth a sentence. Nope, nope. No, no. I mean, it's not for pity. It's no. just saying, wow, it was it's his birthday, and he lost his job. He's 32 years old. Or maybe 33. Did he turn 33? No, or he 32? turned 32. 32. He's 32 years old. Well, you what did you step? You stepped no. all over my I, question, too. Well, but I, on purpose, because I would not mention, if I were covering this very great NFL story that he's being benched, I would not mention that it was his birthday. He's a grown-up. Well, I saw if the list If they benched of- a nine-year-old, I'd be like, on his birthday, can you believe it? Timmy is so upset. Wow. Okay. Well, the master of pros over here. I, you know, the pro football writers list came out of award winners this week. A couple of Minnesotans were on there. I didn't see Matthew Collar. I'm not a member of the. <laughs> I don't blame pro you. It's a cabal. Writers. Do, not, do not get involved. This with is that. AM radio. I don't know where you think you are. You write. 
ScoreNorth.com is a great website. You write. You write free. a lot. That's the thing. They should have a separate free category. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to pay anything for these jokers. Go here. Uh, ScoreNorth.com. It's free. And you can download the podcast uh, when Brian's not on. <laughs> we'll be uh, right back. Continue the conversation. Who do we think is going to win this game? I mean, it, it, it feels like it's... Um, been a long time since the Vikings played, but after eight games, we've got good looks at both of these teams, and uh, I want to get your take on just how you feel like this is going to play out and what it can say about the Vikings. We'll be right back on Purple Daily. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.